morning, everybody. How's the family doing today? You all good? Spring has come and gone, unfortunately. It is such a great privilege for me before Dwayne gets to pray for people just to welcome our dear, dear, very good friend Dwayne White to be back with us. Many of you will know Dwayne and is very familiar with him. He uh, runs a church in Texas in uh, Denton. Uh, and he also leads a network of churches called O2 Network that we have great relationships with and that we partner together with. He's also got traveling with him today, some of his people from back there, and that's Rachel Weatherington. Rachel, you must stand and let everybody see and just greet Rachel. And uh, Danell Vasquez, it's her first time that she's here at Hatfield. Her husband's been here, and she's been looking forward to coming, so it's great to have you guys with us. And uh, uh, just in terms of the ministry that's going to happen just now, we just want to encourage you to, to open your hearts wide for the prophetic word and the prophetic teaching and the prophetic stirring that you're going to receive this morning. I, I believe this is a word of God for this house at this time and this season. But now Dwayne's going to pray for these guys first. Thank you. Can we stretch our hands as a point of contact and our faith out towards each one of these amazing ministries? Father God, we thank you for the grace that's on each one of them. And we speak blessing and favor. We speak resources. We speak abundance. We speak resources of people, resources of finances. God, we thank you that what they have sown into the kingdom will be multiplied back to them, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. God, we thank you for an abundance of all that they need. And we bless them. We declare that their hands are blessed, their feet are blessed, all that they put their hands to are blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Well, hello, Hatfield family. How are you today? Let me try that again. Hello, Hatfield family. How are you today? Now I feel like I've come home. Thank you. What a great honor and a privilege it is to be with you. And my wife is, is going to be here shortly. She's at home holding things down for today. And then she'll be quickly on her way here. And she'll be with us this week. And I know you ladies will have a fantastic time Friday evening. It's going to be a great, great time. So you don't want to miss out on that. So she sends her greetings. I'm just John the Baptist that goes ahead and prepares the way, and a greater one than I is coming. Praise the Lord. Well, it's an, always an honor and a privilege to be here. I feel like coming to Hatfield is like coming home, and so I, I, I just hope it's okay if I just be myself today. Now, now I'm just going to remind you in case you're new uh, and you, haven't, you don't know me, I'm from Texas, and I'm loud and I like you to be loud. So, so to, to make me feel at home, like I'm back at my home church, because I know how hospitable. South Africans are the most hospitable people in the world. I'm convinced of it. So to make me feel at home, I need you, you know, if, 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 if something's resonating, you can say amen. You can say yes. You can stand up and say, preach it, white boy. Whatever you want to do, I'll feel at home. That'll make me feel like I'm at home if you do any of those things. So, so just let's do that, okay? 
I, today, I believe I have a prophetic word for this house. I believe that, that every year God gives me a word for the year, and then I pray as I'm traveling which places to deliver that and which one's not and, and what part of the time. Because it's not just a calendar year thing, it's a season thing. And I know in the calendar year we're into the year quite a bit. But coming here I felt strongly that I have a word for this house and for this nation. So, so rather than preach just another sermon to you today, which that's great. Can I unpack a prophetic word for you, and will you just open your heart and your mind to receive that prophetic word right now? So if you will, can you just lift your hands to receive and just say, Heavenly Father, open my ears to hear. Open my eyes to see. Open my heart to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. I believe that we're in a season where a great collision is upon us. I believe that heaven and earth are about to collide. The thing about a collision is this, if the two objects are of similar size and speed when they collide, they'll do similar damage. But how many of you know if one object is larger than the other object, that the greater object does the impacting and the lesser object gets impacted? If a lorry were to hit a smart car, which one do you think is going to be impacted and which one is doing the impacting? If an elephant steps on an ant, the ant does not affect the elephant. Can I suggest to you if heaven and earth are about to collide, that something's going to change, but it's not going to be heaven. So I've come to tell somebody today that there is about to be a great collision where heaven is released in the earth like we've never seen it before. And there is going to be a supernatural collision. We just sang, let heaven come. We just sang that this powerful name of Jesus has no rival, has no equal, and I believe it's time for heaven and earth to collide. I believe that this collision is going to happen suddenly. So I believe right now in this season we're in, we are in a season of suddenlies. Somebody say suddenly. Now I just want to say here that, that many times we think that we are here on earth waiting for heaven to come. But can I just present to you that we are not waiting for heaven to come. Heaven is actually waiting on us to do something. We are not here waiting on, we're, we call for heaven to come, that's good. We release heaven and it comes. We, we, we speak 
the kingdom of heaven and it is released. We demonstrate the kingdom and it is released. But we are not waiting on heaven to move. I believe that heaven is waiting on earth to move. Because that's why Jesus said, your kingdom come, your will be done on as it is in Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So do you see here that Jesus was setting a paradigm shift that in the Old Testament, earth was waiting for a Messiah. Earth was waiting for heaven to move. Earth was waiting for heaven to come. But then Jesus came. And once he came, he then began to establish a different pattern where he said, now then, heaven is here, and I'm going to have some ambassadors that release heaven wherever they go. And I believe we're called to do that suddenly. Somebody say, suddenly. We've all had some suddenlies in our life. We've all experienced good suddenlies where something fantastic happened and we were so excited about it. We've all, if we've lived life very long, have experienced some not-so-pleasant suddenlies. As I began to study this word suddenly in Scripture, I began in the Old Testament, and I found some interesting things, and I also couldn't help but notice a drastic difference between Old Testament suddenlies and New Testament suddenlies. Old Testament suddenlies, let me just give you a few. In Daniel it says, suddenly King Nebuchadnezzar began eating grass like cattle and his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until his hair had grown out like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. That's a bad day. It's not pleasant. Proverbs 6, suddenly calamity will come on them. Habakkuk 2, suddenly your creditors will rise up and get you. Isaiah 30, uh, your iniquity will cause your collapse suddenly. Isaiah 47, but evil will come on you which you will not be able to charm away and disaster will fall on you and destruction which you do not know will come on you suddenly. Jeremiah 4, disaster upon disaster is proclaimed for the whole land is devastated suddenly. Jeremiah 6, for suddenly the destroyer will come upon us. You get the idea. It's not fun. But then I got to the New Testament, and I got to, to, to a place where suddenly an angel appears to Mary. Come on, are you here? And says, you're going to give birth to a Messiah, and suddenly everything changed. Then I got to Luke chapter 2, where it says that, it's verse 13, and suddenly there was an angel with a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And listen, then I got a fast forward to Matthew 28, and it says that at the tomb, suddenly the earth shook, and the tomb was rolled away and that king was resurrected and reigned forever and those suddenlies from Mary's angel to the angel that came to the sh the angels that came to the shepherds in the field to the angels that stood at the resurrection tomb I've come to tell you that those suddenlies changed every other suddenly everything changed because heaven came to earth I told you I'm loud I'm sorry I'm not mad, I'm just passionate. Do you see the difference? 
You see the stark contrast that once Jesus came, everything changed. I believe that these suddenlies are going to come in three areas. I'm going to give you these three areas, and then we're going to pray together. First of all, I believe in this season of suddenlies, we're going to see sudden revelation. Sudden revelation. There's going to be some outer revealing. Like angels coming. Let me try that again. I said there's going to be some outer revelation, like outward revelation, like angels manifesting. I said angels are going to show up. What if an angel came to your bedroom? What if an angel showed up at your workplace? What if an angel, come on, I'm telling you, angel, angelic visitation is about to be on the rise. Angels are going to start ascending and descending and bringing gifts and all kinds of cool stuff is going to start happening. But can I tell you something? Angels coming on the, and an outer revelation and manifesting come so that there can be an inner revelation. So I believe we're going to get some sudden revelation on the inside of us that changes our paradigm. An angel came to Cornelius' house and spoke to Peter and gave him a paradigm shift that changed everything. An angel angel showed up and announced things. Because I'm prophetic, I I, I get all kinds of things. You know, people want to tell me all kinds of things. They want to share all kinds of stuff with me. And so they'll come and and they'll, they'll say things like, after I preach, I saw an angel while you're preaching. That's awesome. I knew it wasn't me, so what, what, where was it? Because I don't look like an angel. And they said he was, you know, maybe 30 feet tall and was standing there. Well, what did he say? Nothing. What was God showing you? I don't know. I just thought it was cool an angel showed up. Can I tell you, I don't want angels to show up just so we can be wooky, spooky, and weird. I want angels to show up so that they can announce some things, so that they can tell us some stuff, so that they can release some things, so that they can deposit some stuff. Come on, are you here? Somebody say sudden revelation. Acts chapter 9, verse 3. Paul was journeying to Damascus and suddenly... The Bible says, a light shone around about him from heaven. Everybody say suddenly. I believe there's going to be sudden revelation. I believe, number two, there's going to be sudden restoration. Sudden restoration. How many of you like some restoration in your life? In Matthew chapter 9, there's a woman with an issue of blood. Verse 20, it says, and suddenly, everybody say suddenly. A woman who had a flow of blood or an issue of blood, King James says, for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. This woman, for 12 years, had had some issues. She had had an issue of blood, but this issue of blood caused lots of issues. She had financial issues because she'd spent all her money and she couldn't get healed. She had physical issues because of the ailment that she had obviously she had emotional issues undoubtedly because carrying that kind of pain for that long will mess up your mind and your emotions she probably had spiritual issues so this woman had lots of issues how many of you know that everybody in this room has issues 
Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, you have issues. Turn to your other neighbor and say, you really have issues. I know, I know you really have issues. Maybe turn to your spouse and say, I am your issue. I am the issue. But can you agree with me today? It doesn't matter how many issues you've had or how long you've had them, that Jesus can suddenly restore you and heal you from all of your issues. Turn to your neighbor again and say, there's hope for your issues. Maybe you came and you're ready to give up like the woman with the issue of blood. But maybe, just maybe today could be suddenly. Suddenly. Matthew 20, it says, suddenly two blind men came sitting alongside the road. When they heard it was Jesus passing, they cried, Master, have mercy on us. Mercy, son of David. And they were healed. In Luke chapter 13, he was teaching in one of the meeting places on the Sabbath. There was a woman that had been twisted and bent over with arthritis for 18 years. Jesus called her and said, woman, you're free. He laid his hands on her, and suddenly she was standing straight and tall, giving glory to God. I believe it's time for some sudden restoration, sudden financial restoration, sudden physical restoration, sudden relational restoration, sudden salvations where prodigals come home in Jesus' name. Somebody say suddenly. Number three, I believe there's going to be a sudden release. A sudden release. First of all, I believe there's going to be a sudden release of power. Thank all three of you. I said there's going to be a sudden release of power. My favorite suddenly is Acts chapter 2 verse 2 where it says, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting and that wind brought a power that forever changed the world I don't know about you but I'm tired of just talking about power I'm ready to receive a release of power some of you may have heard of John Wimber he's gone on to be with the Lord but he had a Huge, started the vineyard movement, had a huge healing ministry. And, and when he got born again, I remember hearing him tell the story of, of you know, he was fresh and new and, and, and he'd come out of a, a very dysfunctional scene and, 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 and he comes into the church and, and, and basically the story went something like this. He, he went to his pastor after reading the Bible. He said, Pastor, when do we get to do the stuff? Pastor said, what do you mean, John? He said, you know, the stuff. What stuff? The stuff that's in the book. And he said, what, what stuff are you talking about? He said, like healing the sick. Raising the dead. Casting out devils. You know, the stuff. He said, oh, John, 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 we don't do the stuff. The stuff went away with the apostles. And so now we don't do the stuff. They did the stuff. 
We don't do the stuff. He said, but then I read my Bible. And Jesus said, what I do, you'll do, and greater works than these shall you do. So he said, not only do we get to do the stuff, we get to do more stuff. So, so he, said, he said, you know, and I didn't see where it passed away. So he said, I just decided I'm going to do the stuff. And, I, you know, God bless my pastor, but I'm going to do the stuff. Somebody say, I want to do the stuff. We're waiting on heaven to do the stuff. But heaven's waiting on us to do the stuff. Now, we can't do it in our own strength, but we're the vessel. Acts chapter 16, I believe there's going to be a sudden release of power, but I also believe there's going to be a sudden release from some things. In Acts 16, 26, it says suddenly, somebody say suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loose. Now, there's some folks in here that you've been, you felt like you've been in prison. I said, you feel like you've been in prison. Maybe you've been in a financial prison. Maybe you've been in a, in a, in a physically felt like you were in prison. Maybe emotionally you felt like you were in prison. But I've come to tell you today that you can be set free from your prison. And it said that they began to praise and pray in prison. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm in prison, I probably don't want to pray and praise. I probably want to moan and complain. I, 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 I'm more pouting and doubting than praying and praising. But, but it says that their praise shook the doors open. Can you believe with me today that there could be a praise so loud in your life that comes out of the inside of you that it could open the prison doors that have had you bound? Come on, are you here? Somebody ought to praise God for five seconds just because you believe it. No, I mean really ought to praise Him for about five seconds if you mean it. See, I, I, li, 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 listen, it says that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Why the foundations? Why didn't you just say the doors were open? Because if you wreck a foundation, you can never build on it again. So what if God suddenly shook the foundations of the thing that's been holding you in prison and the enemy could never build in that area of your life ever again. Somebody say sudden release. Like I said, there's going to be a release from some things, but there's also going to be a there's going to be a release of some things, release from some things. There's also going to be a release into some things. I believe doors are opening. I said, I'm going to prophesy open doors over your life. <laughs> doors are opening to Hatfield that have been closed for 23 years. I don't know why 23, but I heard the Lord say there are doors that have been closed for 23 years. They're going to start opening in this next season. 
There's doors that have been closed in some of your lives that are about to open in this season suddenly. I'm telling you, big doors swing on little hinges, and there's about to be some mega doors open so that you can not only come out of prison, but you can step into purpose, and you can step into destiny, and you can step into the plan of God over your life. Now watch, 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 watch. But doors open different ways. Some doors need a key. They need a key. What is a key? It's a strategy. So I'm prophesying God's going to give you strategies to unlock some doors. Some doors don't need a key. They have a code. My house, you punch a code and it unlocks the door. What is that? You got to get the right numbers in the right sequence. You can hit the right numbers in the wrong sequence and you can still miss it. So what does that mean? God's going to Prophetically, God's saying, I'm going to show some of you, you've been doing the right thing in the wrong order. You get it in order, and suddenly the door's opening. Some, some doors open by voice activation. You speak to them, and they open. I, listen, I'm prophesying, there's some doors that you've been waiting to open. You've got to speak to them and say, open in Jesus' name. You've got to prophesy to that door and tell it to open. Some doors open with retina scanning. They scan your eyes. Used to, I came in and out of England so often that they would, they would scan my eye and the door would just open. And one day I went up to the machine and scanned my eyes, the door opened and God said, Dwayne, the doors to some nations only open with your vision. You can't live off everybody else's vision. You got to let me give you a vision for where I'm taking you and that'll open the door. So I believe God's given fresh vision suddenly. But then there's one more way that doors open. Watch this. I was, I was at the, I need to come up here to illustrate this. I'm, I'm going to go around. 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 I was at the airport, and I had all my bags. And the door, doors were shut. I'm standing there. Get out of my car. My wife dropped me off. The doors are shut. And I was, there's no key, no door handle, no codes. I told, I said, door open. Didn't open. And I'm standing there. And all of a sudden, suddenly, somebody say suddenly, this child just walks up and the door opens. The audacity. He's like 10. He just walked up. Doors open. Then they close or shut again. I'm standing there. Oh, I missed it. Then I'm, I'm thinking, how am I going to get to South Africa? I got to go see my friends. I got things to do. I was supposed to preach. And I'm standing there with all my bags. The door won't open. And suddenly, a little woman with a cane. Just keeps them moving. And the door's open. She walks through. And the door's closed. And it dawned on me. 
Some doors don't need keys. Some doors don't have codes. Some doors, vision doesn't do it. Speaking to some doors only open when you move, when you take a step of faith, when you move. I've come to prophesy to somebody. If you will move, heaven is waiting on you to make a move. You've been standing there with your bags packed and your prophetic word, but you gotta make a move. Listen, 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 listen. I'm gonna come back down here closer to you. I'm about done, I'm about done. I may go back and forth, who knows. I am done, praise the Lord. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Have you ever heard of chaos theory? Chaos theory comes in the realm of, of, of science called quantum physics. I'm not a scientist, but I have friends who are scientists. They, they're very clever. They tell me things like this. And quantum physics says there's two realms. There's a parallel, two different realms. They run parallel. And there's a, a, a theory in, in quantum physics called chaos theory or the butterfly effect. And it says that the flapping of a butterfly's wings in Tokyo can set off a chain of events that causes a tornado in Texas. Now, that's not a big deal to you. You don't have tornadoes. I live in Tornado Alley. That's serious business. So they say, the, the, this little butterfly, this little mindless business, chain of events, tornado, halfway across the world in Texas. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know, Miss Pam, I don't, I don't know about butterflies in Tokyo. I don't know about tornadoes in Texas. I don't know about chaos theory, but I know something that's not a theory. And we talked about it earlier in Acts chapter 16. And I know this, that the lifting of a hand in Pretoria, South Africa, can set off a tsunami in the spirit in another part of the world. I know that, 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 that the sowing of a seed in this realm can set off a chain reaction of a harvest in this realm. I know that one act of obedience in this dimension can have a huge effect in this dimension. So Hatfield, I want to ask you, is anybody ready to flap your butterfly wings? If so, stand to your feet and begin to flap. Come on, begin to flap. Begin to flap. Worship, worship, worship.
done I don't know about you but I can't sing those words and say what a powerful name it is what a powerful name it is I'm looking I'm looking for a couple thousand people who will flap their butterfly wings And for about the next 15 seconds, give God some crazy praise like you believe suddenly a sudden sound, sudden revelation, sudden restoration, sudden release.
suddenly, suddenly, suddenly. Now that is the sound of heaven being released in the earth. That, that is the Hatfield of tomorrow. Listen, 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 listen. I've come to prophesy that your best days are not behind you. They're upon you. They're ahead of you. And I wish I had about 5,000 sunglasses. I think we call them sunnies here. Is that what you call sunglasses, sunnies? I wish I had about 5,000 sunnies. I'd give them to everybody. And I'd say, put them on. Because your future's bright. I don't care if it's cloudy outside. The sun is shining on this house now, now, now. Listen, I'm done. I've got to get out of your way. I'm about to hand it back to Pastor. One more verse. One more verse. How many of you are ready to see some suddenlies? Come on, say, I want to see a suddenly. Or a lot of suddenlies. But watch. Mark 13, 36. There's another suddenly verse. It has eschatological implications. It's second coming type verse. But if you would give me the indulgence of taking the eschatological implications out and give it a prophetic application for the next 30 seconds... It says, in case he should come suddenly, everyone say suddenly, and find you asleep. So it's possible to sleep through my suddenly. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm not going to sleep through my suddenly. Turn to your other neighbor and say, don't you dare sleep through your suddenly. Now listen. Some people wonder why I I yell so much. I'm that obnoxious alarm clock. You know, my wife's alarm clock is birds and chirps and and things. You know, that doesn't wake anybody up. My alarm clock goes, but it gets me out of bed. And I've come to be your Texas wake-up call. And to tell you, suddenlies are coming. With or without you. Suddenlies are coming to this house with or without you. But the issue is will you sleep through it or will you seize it? Because suddenlies can be slept through or suddenlies can be seized. So I'm going to talk about how I want to seize my suddenly. But then there's one more level. I don't want to just see them. I want to seize them and not sleep through them. 
But not only do I want to see a suddenly, I want to be a suddenly. I want to be the instrument God uses to be a suddenly for other people. And if that's you, would you lift your hands? If you say, God, I'm a vessel to be a suddenly. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I believe this is a holy moment. And God, I'm asking you to help every person in this room seize their suddenly, but then be a suddenly for someone else. Not just get a breakthrough, be someone's breakthrough. In Jesus' name. Thanks to Dwayne, but it's been just noticeable. Over the last two weeks, how many words we've started receiving, both from people in the church and from outside friends, just saying, and we heard it even in the service last week, the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And we are entering a season at Hatfield where God is going to step us into new spaces and new places. And this word this morning was exactly that, this alarm clock where the Lord is saying, be ready. This past week, we went away, some of us as a senior leaders, and part of the things that we did is we just spent some time waiting on the Lord, saying, Lord, what is the word for the next season? And this is the word the Lord clearly spoke to us, be ready, be ready. And I want to proclaim that and, and affirm that word that Dwayne spoke to us now, so that it's not just you feel excited and that it's great that we, we get pulled into this, and even our emotions, it's right, it's perfect. But within that, let's not miss the Word of God for us in this time at Hatfield. And it's, it's God saying to us, step in to what I have for you. Step into what I have for you. Leave behind the former things and step into what I have for you. Are you ready, Hatfield? Are you receiving this Word from the Lord today? Are you receiving this Word as a Word from the Lord today? For our community, for you, for our nation in this time. We are at the point where we're stepping in to things that God has proclaimed and predestined long ago. But this is our time. This is our time. If you want to come forward for prayer today, it'll be our great privilege to pray with you, spend a bit of time with you, just ministering to you, allowing the Spirit of God to move over you. We're going to have some baptism take place after this service. You can go on my right-hand side to the function hall. The team will meet you there if you want to get baptized today. Please remember, this week is our TCN week, so we've got all our friends from all over the country coming in and pastors from different churches and leaders, and they're going to be here. So Wednesday evening is an open session for the TCN conference. You're all welcome to join us, but that means there's no seeking meeting this week. We'll catch you next week for the seeking meeting again, but this, sun, this Wednesday evening there's no seeking meeting. But can I ask as we end this time together, just let's raise our hands and say, here I am, Lord. I'm ready. And if I'm not ready, help me to get ready, Lord. Father, we thank you for this church, for this family, Lord, the South Church and the East Church, and you've called us together for a time such as this, Lord. You are giving birth to a new thing. You are doing a new thing, Father. Something that you have purposed and planned long ago, but it is our privilege, it is our time to step into that. And Lord, we say we will not sleep. We will be ready, Father. And therefore we say, Lord, help us to be the people of the Spirit and the people of the Word in this time, in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday.